Welcome to the Write Something Worthy podcast, where we teach emerging authors how to ditch the fear, confusion, and overwhelm of writing a bestseller-worthy non-fiction book. And now, your host, Tonya Brockett. Greetings, everyone. Tonya Brockett here, and I want to welcome you to the Write Something Worthy podcast. Today, I want to address the topic, do behave as if success is inevitable. Now, this information is based on a course that I created, wow, at least five years ago, that I continually refer back to myself. And since I did so recently, I thought I would share it with you. I am grateful that you're here today, and I hope that you're ready to learn some valuable information. It may challenge your uh, thought processes. It may not. It may be old hat for you, but it is an approach that I have taken uh, to life, and it's learning that I have had over the years working with many of my author clients who happen to be and the transformational line of work. So I'd hope it will help you to be more purposeful and more prosperous in your writing career, in your businesses, and in life in general. You know, I truly believe that what, um, let's see, Earl Nightingale said this, that success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. But one thing that's important is that it is unique to you. It doesn't matter what others are striving for. It only matters what you are striving for that you deem worthy. And that's why success can mean something different for you than it does for me. And it also means that we don't have to compete We just have to strive to complete whatever our worthy ideal or goal is. Thank goodness, quite frankly, we don't all strive for the same thing. You know, you believe in you. You do you. You run your race. Stay in your lane. Because you're worthy of winning and no one else can run like you do. No one else can be you. You are the best you that you can be. You will be, you will do, and you'll have whatever you believe you can have. It doesn't matter what anyone else thinks about what you believe. And that really frees us from getting caught up in trying to be someone else or feeling inadequate because You know, we don't make as much money as that next guy or that next author or whatever. Or we don't um, look as fit as someone else. That's just not our race to run. So take that weight off of your shoulders. It's unnecessary. When you run your own race, you can just ask yourself whether your own lap was faster or smoother than the last lap you did. It doesn't matter what... James did or what Hallie accomplished, unless your name is James or Hallie. You do you, and you focus on what you want to create. 
when I wrote my first ebook several years ago, many, many years ago now, I guess, um, I created a seven step process to, or I described actually a seven step process to manifesting what it is that you want. That ebook was called The iPad, The Manifestation, and The Law of Attraction. And it is still available on Amazon if you want to hop over there. But I just want to share with you a quick story about how I came to create that book and the Do Behave course that resulted from it because it grew out of it and the learning and the sharing of it. And the wheel of creation that I'm going to talk about a little bit later came from that as well. And it all started by being awakened at four o'clock in the morning one weekend. I, I felt this strong compulsion to get up and write. And that doesn't happen to me much, right? So I had no idea what I was supposed to write. I just knew that I needed to get up and write. So... Uh, I talk about in episode 16 of the Write Something Worthy podcast when we talked to Kent Sanders about the monster or the muse, right? Well, I had the muse inspiring me that night at four in the morning. And I knew it couldn't be me because I'm not an early bird, right? So I sat at the computer and I waited for the words to flow. And they did in short order. Uh, the result was the first ebook that I have ever written entitled uh, The iPad, The Manifestation and the Law of Attraction. And the lessons that I learned, just experimenting with the whole concept of the law of creation, the law of attraction, whatever you want to call it, the ability to use your mind to create whatever it is that you want in your life. On page 15 of the print version of that book, I have the lessons learned, but I discovered a lot as I went through it. And then the more I thought on it, the more I shared it with others, I realized that it was more not just steps to manifesting, but it was more like a, a wheel of circular motion. And that became my wheel of creation. In the book, I, I explained to you how the wheel works and uh, on this in the show notes for this podcast I will put an image of the wheel of creation so that you can see how it rolls and see how it flows. I discovered the wheel when I realized that as I was trying to create things in my life there were certain things that were falling flat in some areas and then in other areas they were rolling along nicely and it was kind of like a wheel when you have a part of it that um, deflates then you kind of glump along right you just glump 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 if it moves at all right so I learned I needed to keep each section of my wheel and and in this wheel of creation we have seven sections I needed to keep each of them full in order to arrive, arrive smoothly at my destination. Again, the image for the Wheel of Creation will be in the show notes, so make sure you go grab those. If you think of different um, wheeled transport vehicles, 
you know, have, have you ever seen anybody ride a, a unicycle, for example? So sometimes, you know, the the wheel's like that, right? You roll forward awkwardly for a little bit, you roll back, you do a half circle, then you roll forward, do a few strokes, you're wobbling back and forth. And, and so anyway, it just looks a little bit odd, right? And sometimes that's how our life goes, right? We sometimes feel confident and we roll easily on our cycle. And maybe it's more like a bicycle at that time. We're rolling forward. We get those training wheels off and we're feeling really excited about how things are going and we keep rolling ahead. And sometimes it gets even better and we're like on a four-wheeler and it's fast and it's fun and it's exhilarating. And it's like, oh man, this is just awesome. Life is great. Things are going my direction. I'm in the flow. And then sometimes you're like the big old Michelin man, right? You're big and bold as you roll along in your big SUV, um, making great things happen. So all of these things are examples of how your life can flow when you are in the flow. And that's the spirit that I want you to have. I want you to feel that happiness, that exuberance, and feel as though you are actually in the flow. Now... One thing that uh, you'll hear me say a lot is, especially in regards to do behave and the wheel of creation, is that I refer to something higher than me, something bigger than me, something more than me that is out there. And it can be the universe, it can be God, it could be your higher self, it could be source, however you want to call it call it. It doesn't matter to me. But know that I'm speaking of something greater than myself when I talk about that. All right, so in the Wheel of Creation, you can kind of divide it into three distinct segments. And that's where the name comes from. The do, the be, and the have. And when you put that together, it's actually do behave. So that's why um, they, they're colored separately, each of those words, in the logo of Do Behave. Those three segments emerge from the seven sections, seven spokes on the wheel, and they help to guide you along in life. They help you to roll and maintain, you know, if they're maintained and inflated properly, then they'll just keep you rolling right along in life. So in a sense, you have to do what it takes to be who you must become to have what you desire. Do, be, have. And that's what I call do behave. So in do behave and the wheel of creation, you do have to behave as if action is required because it is. (laughs) <laughs> in the image of the Wheel of Creation that's on this show notes, you can see that action flows throughout the process. It is, it is the rim all around that Wheel of Creations. So one of the things that a lot of people miss in trying or efforting to manifest their goals is taking action. There's action that goes into every step, into every portion of the wheel, and every motion. You have to be in motion. So what happens when the wheel is no longer in motion? 
it just falls over, it falls flat. And the same thing can happen to you. But as I detail in the Do Behave course, inspired action is more productive than just being busy for the sake of moving. So you don't want to just be moving for the sake of being moving. You don't want to hustle just to be hustling. You actually want to move with intention, with inspiration, and take action because you're guided to it. And that action is really where the rubber meets the road. Just like bike tires can go flat staying in one place too long, so too can your intention. Do nothing and feel nothing and you'll create nothing. So if you want to have a successful book, for example, you have to do something about it. You can't just tell me your publishing vision and sit there. You've got to take action in the direction of your dream. Now, the first section of uh, those three segments of the Wheel of Creation, the do section, that's the first segment. It has three actions. And note, they're all action verbs. These three actions are to intend, to write, and visualize. Intend, write, and visualize. So you want to intend what it is that you want to have or achieve or become or do. You want to be able to know something very specific that you want to create or have happen for you. And then you want to write those things down so that you, one, gain greater clarity, but also so that you know where they are. You remember them from one day to the next. It's so easy, right? It is so easy to say, oh, I want to do that. And then the next day when somebody says, so what did you say you wanted to do? You were going to tell me? And then you go, um, I, I don't know. It was something about, maybe it was about my book. I'm not sure. You know how easy it is to like, have those things elude you, or if you, you don't write down your goals, you say, oh yeah, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, but you don't write it down. It is so easily, easy to lose track of that. So write it down. And then visualize the attainment of it. Visualize yourself having that. We'll go into a little bit more detail here, but also in the Do Behave course, obviously you'll get into a lot more detail there. So if you want to take advantage of that, you'd go to dobehave.net, dobehave.net. So let's talk about intention. Your intention should be expressed in, or can be expressed in an I am statement. It's your statement of your true nature. I am, I am happy and excited to be the next teacher of entrepreneurship at XYZ University, whatever. It's an I am statement. It's active, it's sensory, it's emotional, and you use very specific language that really brings it to life. And you do it in a tense, a present tense, or perhaps even if you want the past tense that makes it seem as if 
as if it has already been acquired. And you want to have fun with it. These intentions are your own. You don't need permission to want anything. You don't have to share it with anyone if you don't want to. Just claim it and have fun with it. There's an author named Mindy Audlin who has a a what if up approach. And she says it's like uh, putting your statement in a wouldn't it be cool if kind of way. It's more playful and you can have an excited feeling about whatever it is that you want. Let me give you an example of a time when I used the wouldn't it be cool if approach. One time I attended BEA, Book Expo America, which is the, used to be pre-pandemic, the biggest publishing industry event of the year in the United States. And I was attending the event with the primary intention of helping an author with his book signing at the, you know, at his publisher's booth at the event. And he had planned to pay for my attendance with the hope that I could go in early and help him to set up. But, you know, I had been in such a positive flow that week and everything was just rolling and flowing so beautifully. I was so in tuned that on the way into the event, I told the universe, wouldn't it be cool if I was able to get in without having to pay? And that, you know, I'd be given a press pass that would allow me to get in early and behind the scenes and really help him to set up as if I were a vendor. Now, it was not required. It was my own request. I wasn't going to have to pay either way, so it wasn't like there was any skin off my nose. But I thought, wouldn't it be cool if it happened that way? And so as we approached the entry lines, you know, they had several attendants checking people in. And I'm looking around with joy and a smile on my face. And I'm asking, which one's going to give me my ticket today? Which one's going to give me my ticket today? And I was then called by one of the women at the window. And I bounced up to her window. And I'm like, wow, so you're the one. So nice to meet you. And she looks at me like, whatever. And so then she asked, you know, what kind of ticket we were buying or whatever. And my author started explaining that he wanted me to be able to come with him and set up and yada, yada. She starts typing. I give her my business card so she can enter my name. And, you know, you needed the company information and all that kind of stuff and put it into the computer. My author friend then pulls out his credit card so that he could give it to her to pay. Meanwhile, she's printed my tag and she's putting it in a lanyard for the event, right? So then she hands it to me and she says, have a nice day. The author was still trying to give her the credit card and she put up her hand like, stop, and said more forcefully, have a nice day. (laughs) So I gratefully took the lanyard and I put it around my neck And I thanked her for her graciousness. And, you know, the author didn't know what to think, but finally put his card away. And it was so fun because, you know, wouldn't it be cool if? And it was cool. And not only that, I think that was the BEA where I first met Jack Canfield. And I thought that was fun too, but that's another story. 
So anyway, in the iPad book, the iPad, the Manifestation and the Law of Attraction, in that book story, I was also clear about what it was that I wanted and I said it in the present tense. And in that story, I am lovingly enjoying the use of my new iPad. That's what I used in that particular story. And that's, I used an iPad as an example for using the process to manifest something. So it was instead of putting it in the future tense and saying, you know, I will one day maybe hopefully get an iPad, it was said, I am lovingly enjoying the use of it. So that implies that I already have it, right? So that is stating an intention in a way that implies that I know like I know that this is going to be mine. So as you plan your book, for example, if you're an author or an emerging author, you could say, I am excitedly writing a thousand words per day on my new book, or whatever it is that strikes your fancy. I'm selling five copies every day of my book, or I am so happy that I just sold a hundred units over to, you know, this big organization, whatever you want it to be for you. That's all that matters. You just state what your intention is. Let me give you a few other examples of stating your intentions. They could be something like, I am joyously driving my new electric vehicle and was surprised at how easy it was to acquire. Or I am so grateful that I now have two speaking engagements about my book. Whatever it is, I continuously attract awesome clients who recognize my value and are willing to pay for it. This or something better. Now remember, your intentions are your own. You you don't need permission. You don't need to justify them. You just have an intense desire for something, you express it, and you get in alignment with it. That's all that matters. Now, one thing to be uh, mindful of are counter-intentions. Counter-intentions are those things that cause us to put on the brakes for something that we uh, want. Here's a quote from Catherine Ponder. We can have anything we mentally accept, but if we cannot accept it mentally, we cannot get it, no matter what we do. And Neville Goddard says, no power can keep you from your goal when you are conscious of already having attained it. So when you allow yourself to be open to receiving whatever it is that you have chosen to intend, then you open that flow of manifestation and allow it to happen. There are ways though that if you just can't believe um, what it is that you're trying to intend, uh, the Do Behave course talks about several different clearing methods that you can use. You know, like Ho'oponopono is one, you know, root cause erasing, EFT, Socratic questioning, the Sedona method, and belief busting. These are all different ways that you can use to clear the counterintentions that will sabotage 
you're getting whatever it is that you want. So once you are clear on what you want and you've cleared your counterintentions that are trying to distract you or sabotage you from it, then what you can do is write that down. Actually, write down your ideal scenario as if your intention has already been realized. What that does is it adds clarity to your goal or desire because you have to kind of like, you can't just write down a bunch of fluff. You actually have to write down the real words that you intend, right? So you have to get clear in order to write it down. So it helps you and the universe to get into alignment and clarity. It filters the distraction from opportunity and it allows you to review your intention regularly because now you've got it written down. You don't have to try to keep it in your head and say, I think I said such and such. No, I said it this way. Wait, me. No, maybe I said this, not that. So if you write it down, you know exactly what you said and you can keep your energy clear and positive about what you said. Now, you may have heard about the different studies uh, that Dr. Gail Matthews did on writing down goals. But she found that people were 42% more likely to achieve their goal just by writing them down. So if you write down your goals, you're going to not only be mindful of them and be able to revisit them and remind yourself what you said you wanted, but it also show you uh, documentation later for how far you've come or what you've accomplished over time. So having it written down is a, is a great way to do it. One way that I look at my primary goals is to have it on my daily activities roster and so that I'm reminded of them. And I would encourage you to, if you get that Do Behave course, look for the green Sharpie uh, approach. Um, I think you'll find that interesting and it really does help you to keep your goals in front of you so that you can manifest them. It'll help to keep you in alignment and uh, keep you clear on what it is that you're wanting. So in addition to that, after you have gotten your intentions clear and you've written them down, then what you want to do is really get into the feeling space of it. You want to visualize yourself already having that intention, that it's already there. It becomes your mental equivalent. So you already see yourself in possession of whatever it is that you desire and you engage your senses with it. You feel it, you smell it, you taste it. It's already yours. And if you don't think that you can visualize, and there are a lot of people who really just don't, can't seem to see images in their, in their minds, there are some exercises that are in the Do Behave course that might help you to feel or at least sense what it is that you're looking for. So um, I encourage you to check that out. You can think of it as lemon exercises and pink bubble exercises and all kinds of fun things to help you to really get into the feeling place of already having what it is that you've asked for 
or what you want to create in your life. One thing that helps, and this was really, when I was learning about all of this, this was really helpful for me. Neville Goddard's concept of seeing from the end. He says, only persistency in the assumption of the wish fulfilled can cause those subtle changes in your mind which result in the desired change in your life. He says, assume the positive consciousness of the thing desired. Feeling the reality of the state sought and living and acting on that conviction is the way of all seeming miracles. As a reminder, Neville Goddard is the you know, speaker and author from the 1900s who uh, really honed in on seeing things from their end result. And he said, it's one thing to think of what you want, but it's quite another thing to think from what you want. You make it real in the now and fully expect that you have it and only have to align your vibration to it to see it physically before you. As an FYI, there are some times when I would spend so much time visualizing that I would start to doubt it. I, I don't know how that worked. But, you know, you at first you're like, oh, I'm really excited. I've got this new thing in my life, whatever. Um, and then, you know, you're thinking, oh, that's really cool. Oh, maybe it's blue and this and that and the other. And then you start saying, but, you know, blue is going to cost more. And then they won't give me this. And you start going off on a negative tangent. So don't go there. Just don't spend that much time thinking about it. As a matter of fact, once you visualize it and the achievement of it the first time, you can probably let it go altogether. But when you do want to think on it, think on it when it feels good, when it feels positive, and only do it while it's fun. And then move on to other thoughts that also feel good and are also fun. Feeling good is the important thing here. And this is one thing that I had to learn, that you want to be in vibrational harmony with the good uh, that you're intending. If you start feeling doubtful and jump into a negative space with it, that's not where you want to be. You don't want to have your image of what you want and then have a negative feeling. You want to have the image of what you want and have a positive feeling. So if you start slipping into a negative feeling place or a doubtful place, just think about something else, first of all, or just listen to a nice piece of music or look at a picture of your kitten or your kids or something funny or fun, and then just shift your energy altogether. Because, you know, quantum physics tells us that everything is energy. And when we set our sights and our thoughts into this wave of energy that is positive, it's going to collapse into matter. So we want to have that positive state of mind. This is where, you know, mental toughness comes in. This is where um, positive thinking turns into reality. It's not just fluffy thought. I promise you it's not just fluffy thought. You can t 
turn those thoughts. That's imagination is what creates everything we have. Everything was first a thought. Think about it. The pen you're holding, the uh, device you're listening to your podcast on, all of it was first a thought in someone's head before it ever became a reality. Same is true for everything that you can create in your own life. So there's value in visualization so that you can see those things. You observe it to create the observable. You want to create from the end so that you'll see the fulfillment of your desire. So I encourage you uh, to, to do that. I encourage you to give that a shot. And quite frankly, you could, you could spend a hot second right now and just think about something that you want. Real quick, just think about something that you want to intend, what you want to do or be or have. And then later, or now if you want to pause the uh, podcast, later I want you to write it down and then visualize yourself having it. See yourself using it. See yourself in it or being it, whatever it is. What do you want to create? You can do it. You can be it. Okay. And phase two of the Wheel of Creation. It moves into the B phase, the B-E, B phase. This is where you allow the universe to assist you in the best possible way. And then you expect to see your goal achieved. So in the iPad book, I talk about how challenging it was for me to allow. That was a step where, you know, if you grip too tight to what you have or, or how you believe the universe will fulfill your desires that you thwart its manifestation. And when you allow the universe to get creative, which is one of the reasons why we say that this or something better when we set an intention, we take off the limitations and we allow greatness to emerge. So it's like that, you know, BEA free ticket story. I, I said, wouldn't it be cool if, and oh my gosh, it was cooler than cool. It was awesome. And, you know, I had no reason to believe that that would happen. No reason at all. Everybody else in front of me, everybody after me was sitting up there pulling out their cards and buying their ticket. And yet, I did not have to. Awesome. So this or something better really comes in handy when it comes to allowing yourself to receive whatever it is that you have intended. The next thing I want you to think about is getting excited about the wow and the how. They talk about this, I think, in the movie The Secret, um, Mike Dooley. He said, don't be concerned with the, with the blessed hows. He said, the universe knows the quickest, fastest, most harmonious way to help you to achieve whatever your dreams and goals are. So you don't have to be concerned with how things are going to come to you. It's, it's better to have a sense of detachment and openness and playfulness and joy and the wonder of serendipity, you know, that brings things to you. And... This opens the door for it to come in amazing and different ways. 
You may say, because of your limited thinking and your limited knowledge, I want X and I want it to come this way. But you don't know that there are 50 million other ways it could come to you. And so you're trying to limit the universe who is infinite to do something your way when you just don't know that there are other ways. You there are just so many things that could happen that could bring things to you. In uh, in the iPad book, I even share about that. One of the ways that I thought an iPad could come to me was either that I'd have the money for it or I would win it in a raffle or I would do this or I would do that. I never imagined the way that it actually happened. So if you open yourself up and allow the how to happen in whatever way it does, then an infinite number of things could occur to allow you to reach your desired destination. I encourage you to just be grateful for what you receive, be open for how it comes to you, and take inspired action when prompted so that that way you'll be in the right place when that person wants to give you something special. Or you'll be in the right line when somebody says, here, thank you very much, have a nice day. Here's your ticket that costs $400. So (laughs) allow yourself to be in that uh, frame of mind. You know, one of my uh, clients, uh, Joe Vitale, he has a, a book called The Secret Prayer, which I worked with him on many years ago. And in that, he says, first, express gratitude, make a detached request, and then take inspired action. So you're being, you're in a, a spirit of gratefulness because you know that whatever you intended is going to be there for you. And the detached request is allowing yourself to, or allowing the universe to bring it to you in whatever way it sees fit. And your taking inspired action shows your trust in the universe that what I do will help the universe to bring it to you in whatever way that is. That detached request is you asking without need or desperation. This or something better is an expression of detachment. It helps you not to get stuck on a specific outcome or path or process. This or something better. All right, phase three of the wheel of creation, the have phase, is where we thank the universe for bringing our highest good and share with others so that they can learn and grow. We want to have an attitude of gratitude and a sharing spirit. And, you know, we can express gratitude even when we haven't seen the physical manifestation of something. Because when we get what we ask for, believe for, and trust it will show up for us, we can be grateful for it. So if we're clear, meaning we don't have any counter intentions, we should be well on our way to manifesting our desires. So, for example, oh my gosh, this has been awesome. There was a time when I was at the airport, I was on standby, and there was a full plane with 15 standbys, and I was number 14. Full plane, 15 standbys, I'm number 14. 
and I get my seat. I get a seat on that plane. Beautiful blessing. Or how about this? Just this happened just last week. I'm uh, gonna be taking a flight two legs, right? I before I even went, before I looked at any seating charts, I thought I want to have a whole row to myself. I want the exit row, preferably because I know it has more space. I want to be able to sit in the middle seat with my computer. I want to put my um, client files on the left side and I want to put my coffee on the right side and I want to just be able to write all the way on that entire flight. And I'm, I see this in my mind's eye, right? And I'm so excited about it. I think, oh, that would be awesome. So then I go, when I get to um, to the gate, I look at the seat map. Oh, well, wouldn't you know, there's a, a an exit room available. And so I go up to the ticket agent and I say, how would you like to make my dreams come true today? And she said, well, I'd love to if I can. And so <laughs> then I told her what I wanted. I said, I want the exit row, row 20, and I would like to be able to have all three seats so that I can write and have my files out and so forth. I described to her what I was looking for. And she said, okay, I can, I can probably keep those open for you. And so she did. And it was absolutely awesome. I absolutely loved it. It was so exciting. And then the very same thing happened on the very next flight. And I had the joy of being able to write on my client's books the whole flight. It was wonderful. It was absolutely wonderful. And I had, you know, this space to do it without, you know, anybody over my shoulder. It was awesome. So anyway, sometimes you just have to be excited about what it is that you want and express your gratitude for it even before it manifests itself physically for you. And then certainly express your gratitude afterwards. You better know that I thanked the ticket agent so much for helping me to keep those seats open instead of putting people around me instead of in my row. What a blessing. In addition to thanking her and being grateful for it and thanking the universe for making that possible and just feeling the joy and the excitement of it all the while I was there, I also get to share that with you and feel that all over again. Feel how awesome that was. And that's what's so wonderful about gratitude is gra gratitude keeps rolling. It's absolutely essential to achieving your goals and intentions. It puts you in a positive vibration for your highest good. It shows trust that your best is coming into view and it allows you to generate more to be thankful for or to be thankful about. Gratitude is acting as if. It is acting as if it is already yours. And then when you actually receive it, then really feel that gratitude and express it. And you can even write those things down. Write them in a gratitude journal. Write three to ten gratitudes every day and then when you uh, let's say you get into a slump sometime and your energy is not feeling so high you go back to your gratitude journal and you see the things that had manifested for you and you realize I really do have it good 
right? You, you can remember what you were thankful for before and it'll help you to start feeling that way again and then start giving you more reasons to be grateful and start having things show up and then you'll start having more reasons to be grateful, etc., etc. The last spoke in the wheel of creation is to share it. One of the reasons that I wrote the iPad book was so that I could share what I learned with others who might be struggling with some of the same issues. You know, it's really easy for us to assume that everybody already knows, right? That it's easy to assume everybody else um, will find it somewhere else or that someone else will share it. Nobody needs to hear it from you. But the reality is, again, you are the only you you can be. And sometimes you are the one people want to hear from. So that's when you need to share what it is you have learned because it is the way that you share it with others that makes a positive impact. Have you ever been um, in a classroom and a teacher shared something with you or somebody in a meeting describes something or explains something, you're like, ah, the light bulb goes off, right? It's the first time you really got it. That's you being you or them being them and allowing what they were teaching to come across to you in a certain way. I've had that happen again and again in my classrooms where I've taught something and I've I've had students come up. I, I shared this story once, I think, already on the podcast where I was teaching a financial topic, right? Understanding financial statements or something like that. And a student came up to me afterwards in tears saying, oh my gosh, I finally got it. I finally understood this. I finally understood you helped me to see what I had been missing all this time. She had been taught the same thing by other people. It's just that she got it that time. So remember that what you share can have a positive impact on somebody else. And you never know when it's going to resonate with them when it never resonated before. So share what you learn. If you're writing a book, share in your book. Share about what it is that you're um, giving, doing, helping other people to understand. Share your solutions so that they can learn from it. Sharing is the last part. And you know you've heard me say this before, but don't hog your journey. The the iPad book, quite frankly, is the first place that I use that quote, by the way. Um, if you have the print version, it would be like page 23, but It says that you can put stuff deep in your pockets and take it to your grave. Or you can help somebody. Don't hog your journey. It's not just for you. So there are so many lessons that I've learned over the years that have helped others along their way. And my lessons learned have enriched the lives of others and yours can too. So as an author, your next book can help to spread your message. What I'd like you to do now, before you chime off, is to jot down one or two people you can share a message or a story with that can help them on their journey. Just think of two people that you might be able to help with 
a message or a story, whether it came from this podcast, whether it's something that you've thought of since then, whether it's something that's going on right now, share it with them and allow them to experience your joy. All right, well, you know, it's, it's my it's joy to have shared this with you. I did not intend to have such a long segment, but, you know, I think I'm going to let it ride because I think the information is useful and I hope that you will be able to apply it. Now, you can take it even deeper if you go to dobehave.net and sign up for the Do Behave course. I believe it's only $99 and uh, you can delve deeper into each of these areas uh, as a part of the Wheel of Creation. And quite frankly, if you were to sign up for an affiliate, you can earn back half of that every time you share it with somebody else. But also, just because you listen to this podcast about it, I'm going to offer an additional bonus uh, private mentoring session. So what I want to do is this. One, after you take the course, I'd like to have a, a half hour session with you right after the course so I can get your your issues and help you to solve things so that when you put things into practice, you don't have any questions. And then I want to talk to you 30 days after that so that you can check in with me. One, make sure that you're still clear on where it is you're trying to go with uh, your wheel of creation, but also so you can share with me your successes, your excitement. You know, I was a, a cheerleader in school starting in junior high school, and I've been a cheerleader all my life cheering people on. I want to cheer you on. So <laughs> take this bonus. If you do the Do Behave course before uh, the end of 2021, I will make this bonus offer available to you. Two bonus private sessions, one right after you take the course, and then one 30 days later. I would love to help you to make sure that you are doing everything you can to be as successful as possible. Whether it regards your book, whether it regards, you know, something entirely different, doesn't matter. I just want you to achieve your greatest dreams. So you can request um, your bonus by sending an email to podcast at writesomethingworthy.com with the subject line, Do Behave. Podcast at writesomethingworthy.com, subject, Do Behave. But don't request that until after you've actually gone through the program so that we can address any issues or questions you have as a result of the program. All right? Well, man, I look forward to that. And, um, you know, if you have any questions about anything that I've shared, questions about the iPad book and where to get it, um, questions about Do Behave and where to get it, come take a look at the show notes or send me an email at podcast at writesomethingworthy.com. I am happy to help. Okay, it is time again for our abundant author affirmation. And now after understanding do behave, you probably get why I think it's so important for you to write it down if it resonates with you, post it wherever you'll see it and say it throughout your day to keep your heart happy and your subconscious mind aware of it. I am so excited 
to learn and apply the wheel of creation so I can manifest my greatest desires. I am so excited to learn and apply the wheel of creation so I can manifest my greatest desires. And with that, we are complete. Thank you so much for being with me today. If you want to go deeper into the wheel of creation, the seven spokes that are on that wheel, then I encourage you to visit dobehave.net and then tap into your bonus that comes from just listening to this episode of the Write Something Worthy podcast, which will give you an immediate consultation right after you complete Do Behave because you'll have exercises and things within the program. So do that completion of that program. And then 30 days later, you'll be able to tell me about all the progress you've made, all the exciting things that have happened, the serendipity that just keeps showing up for you, and all of the gratitudes that you have for creating wonderful things in your life. I look forward to hearing from you again. And don't forget to download our podcast, subscribe, and join our worthy tribe. Bye now. You've been listening to the Write Something Worthy podcast with Tonya Brockett. If you would like to know more about today's topic, find show notes, relevant links, and more at writesomethingworthy.com. Have a question or something to add to the conversation? We'd love to hear from you. Email us at podcast at writesomethingworthy.com. Please take a moment to leave an honest review on your favorite podcast platform. These reviews help us to improve our show and help us to spread the word. If you know anyone who would enjoy these episodes, please share it with them. Have a wonderful week and we hope you join us next Wednesday for another fabulous episode.